I will talk to you of art. Yes. For there is nothing else. Are you all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Come along quietly or not. Well, you can have all the talent in the world and never get anywhere. Some artists will bait a hook and let you bite upon it. And now, without further ado... Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Planet Shivers. This is Albert Shivers, and before we get to our guest, Marty Carr, just wanted to fill you guys in. Um, currently, I have some stuff at the Create and Be Art Studio in Stroudsburg, PA. Um, they're doing their Black Culture in the Berg show, and I have some pieces in that, as well as being their featured artist for the month. That show is open until... March 6th, so by the time this episode comes out, you'll have about a week to go check that out. So let's just get right to the interview. This was a very fun interview that went in unexpected directions, which is always exciting. And yeah, let's get to it. Okay, folks, this is another episode of Planet Shivers. I'm Albert Shivers, and today my special guest is watercolor, watercolor oil, and mixed media artist Marty Carr. Hello. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Right. And I'm also joined today by Jillian. Hi. Who is <laughs> going to be jumping in here and there also. Yeah. All right, so let's, I guess we'll start from right from the beginning. So, obviously, you've been. You've honed in your art to a great degree, and um, where you found your style, you've found the things you like to paint, what you like to paint with. So, let's talk about how you got there. How I got there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it started when I was in college. I went to college for art and art history, okay. and then I, mean, I had art history also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good. I loved art history. Um, and then I moved on to my master's degree for art therapy. And at that time, you know, I had a path. I was very young, so I had an idea of where I was going and what I was doing with my art. And then um, I graduated and life happened. You know, I got a job, got a house, had a kid. And I lost touch with a lot of what I had envisioned for myself while I was in school. Um, I never really stopped creating art. It was just a different type of art. You know, I spent a lot of years, I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, and a lot of the art that I did at that time was very kid-centric. You know, you just do like, you know, I had big sheets of just raw canvas that I would just throw on the kitchen floor while I was doing whatever and just put Emma in the middle of it with some paints and some brushes and just like, go ahead and you know so that's what it was kind of like so when she ended up in kindergarten I had a lot of time to just be like okay I have all this stuff you know I had I had a lot of kid art supplies like sequins and beads and Elmer's glue and just construction paper stuff that was very crafty and that you would use with a child so it took me a long time to figure out how I was going to get back where I was where I had started in school so it took maybe I don't know like three years to kind of figure out how I was gonna where I was gonna go with that so I there was a lot of just 
messing around with stuff. Like I would just be like, what do I do with these sequins? What do I do with this? How do I make this into something? Do I throw this out? Do I keep this? What do I do? And um, after a while, I just sort of like fell back into watercolors because that's really what I was, where I started was watercolor. Um, I studied it throughout college and in graduate school. So it was, it, that's where, you know, I do dabble in oils, but not a whole lot anymore. It's really just watercolor and mixed media now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I started to just kind of go, okay, now I got to figure out what I'm actually doing. So like that, that period of like the first three years, once my daughter was back in school, was kind of like, oh, there's so much mess. What am I even, what am I making? It was just gluing things together, letting things fall apart, creating something one day, walking back into the studio just to see it all over the floor because it didn't stick together. Um, so it was a lot of experimentation and reconnecting back with what I had learned before I was a mom, you mm -hmm. know, before I was like, life is about Elmer's glue and Play-Doh. So what was it about watercolors that made it your concentration amongst the mediums? Um, well, I've always enjoyed the fluidity of watercolors. So I've always painted with watercolors all of my life. That is just... Mainly because, you know, when you're young, it's easy. Mom's just like, here's your, here, take this Crayola watercolor set and here's your paper and, you know, easy cleanup. But I've always used them. And then when I entered school, um, it was a different environment. So I was really learning to use watercolors. And the different types of paints, there's different types of brushes, the papers make a difference. Um... And that just kind of excited me. I like the idea that you could you could soak the paper and it would have a different effect uh, as opposed to painting directly onto a dry mm -hmm. piece of watercolor paper. So that had a lot of a lot to do with it. Um, and I was just it's very I just like making a mess sometimes. So I just really love to just put the watercolor on there or just put the paint on there and just watch it do its thing and then build from there. So that was just, you know, getting back to that. And, you know, when my daughter was in school, somewhere around 2013, I sort of like said, okay, I'm not, I'm going to get rid, you know, I had gone through that whole period where, where I was like, all right, I'm done with this, whatever mess I'm making. And now I'm going to go and start really focusing again on these watercolors and why I'm doing them. And um, that's when I decided, okay, I'm just going to kind of start to, do the female nude and start to study the female body. And, um, you know, in art school, that's one of the things you learn is life drawing. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a major component. Um, and that was always something I really, really enjoyed. I love that class. So that was something I was always like, oh, I'm going to go back to that. So that's how I just ended up there. And the mixed media is actually something um, from the art therapy background. Um, one of the ways in which I used art as an art therapist with clients was I always worked in public mental health, which did not have a lot of funding. So if we wanted to do something outside of traditional talk therapy or using materials that you didn't have to photocopy out of a book, I had to kind of figure out how I was going to make tissue paper and, you know, pipe cleaners relevant to treating their symptomology. So, you know, that was, that ended up being like, okay, we're going to, you know, here's your tissue paper and your glue and your popsicle sticks and tell me about, show me how your manic depression looks. 
show me what it looks like when you're in a manic episode and how you know we can talk about that and then um so the mixed media how I do mixed media sort of comes from that is like how do I take these materials and create something meaningful and recognizable and something that can start a conversation with someone else mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. yeah what was it that made you so you now at this point you're you're starting to do your watercolors. What was it that leaned you in, in the direction of mainly not exclusively, but you mainly you focus on nudes? Um. Well, I think it was being a mom. Really, okay. Pregnancy really changes a woman's body. So you know the way a woman's body is when she's young is different after mother. You know after having a baby or breastfeeding. Um, and it changes with each successive pregnancy. So it was more about just, you know, I was surrounded by women who, you know, other moms who had insecurities about, you know, oh, the baby weight or, you know, I'm just not good, you know, like, oh, look at like cellulite and they would pick apart pieces of their body. And I'm thinking, but we created another human being. Like we, we carried a baby and nourish that baby and we take care of that baby that's going to have an effect on that's going to show as part of our life story so I was always kind of like well what if I turn that into something a little bit more positive and sort of just explore what it felt like to just show off a nude body that I that someone could be proud of excited for and accept you know and and that's really kind of where it started you know it's just being yes See, so you can you can be like thirty six and still feel good about your shapes and your scars and stretch marks and all that. Nice. Yeah, and I love how natural it is. You know, like it doesn't look forced to like suck in for a very rigid pose. It just like has a natural flow, and it feel it's like relaxing and comfortable to even look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? You just appreciate it. You don't start comparing or picking yourself apart while looking at it. Like some uh, female art people unintentionally do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like watercolor really just complements a woman's form. You know, it's soft, oh, yeah. it's flowing, it's got, it can... It's free. It's free. It can move and, you know, it, and, a, and a woman's body... Change, like lots of men, lots of people are like, why don't you just draw men? Men are interesting. And I'm like, well, to me, men are just bricks stacked on top of one another. You don't really move much, and I don't see much interest. But in a woman, like every time a woman moves, her curves change the way her body is. The shadows change, the highlights change, and there's always something different, no matter you know how she poses. Or she could do the same pose 17 times, and they could all be completely different under the same conditions. So, you know, I feel like watercolors really complement that and soften it so that if there's flaws, you know, she can still be confident that this painting of her is out there mm-hmm. without having to be like, oh my gosh, there's my, there's my, there's my jelly roll right there from yeah. too oh, many. Oh, the muffin top. The muffin top, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, you don't have to show off the stretch marks that are on their hips and their, you know, their, their, bellies and so 
you know, it's, and it's a scary thing. It makes you very vulnerable. I've worked with some women who, um, I worked with one woman who it took her two years to give me a call. She had my card for two years and before she gave me a call and said, I would love for you to paint me. And even then it took her a little bit of time, you know, just to work, just up, to to work up to it. And, you know, when, when the, when the paint, when the piece was done, she was just like, I can't believe you made me look like I'm like, well, I didn't make you look like that. You already look like that. You know, that it's just your perception of yourself was worse than what was in reality. You know? Do you feel like the watercolor medium sort of complements the nudes? Yeah, very much so. Because I just think it just, it's very fluid, very calming. And a lot of times you don't have to, you don't have to be very specific. Like, you don't have to do a lot of detail. You can get what you're going for with watercolor without having to put in tons of detail. So, for example, um, on a woman's hips. So if I were painting a woman's hips and she has, like, the, uh, you know, if she has a little bit of a belly and it's usually dark, just right under her belly, um, and then there's usually um, a highlight again and dark for the groin. So what I would do is I would just wet that space and just allow the colors to just go where they needed to go. And on its own, it will just highlight and soften that area without erasing it. So it would still acknowledge the fact that she had a belly, but not to the degree that she would see in the harsh fluorescent lighting of a bathroom. Mm -hmm. you know, so it would make it softer and more beautiful, and then she would feel more confident about herself and say, oh, you know, it's okay to have a belly, you know, because... Who wants to give up carbs, truly? Uh, no. <laughs> I just had a donut yeah. yesterday. Yeah. No one really wants to give up carbs. So it's, you know, everybody has a belly. It's just how it's presented. You know, and, and posing where your body, you, you know, learning to, to where your body needs to go. Like an older woman, um, her breasts are going to give into gravity a little bit. So a lot of times you have to pose with the arms up over the head to kind of give it a little bit of lift. Um, and that's just so it's, and it's lighting. You have to kind of understand where lighting needs to go. So the, all those things come together to create a piece that is not going to be a disservice to the, to the model. So when you're, when you're painting and, and these models, are you painting them live or do you do photographs and then paint from there? I generally do photographs. Mm -hmm. um, it's tiring to sit. Yeah. yeah, it's tiring to sit. <laughs> so, and, and if you're not comfortable, some women are just not comfortable being naked. Okay. So it's, um, it's easier just to take photographs and work from the photograph, you know, and then, you know, because if I make a mistake or if I don't like what I've done, mm -hmm. I just start over and not worry <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. And you also, you also do, besides the news, you do a lot of insects. Um, some nature stuff. So I imagine like you're into that too. Um, well, that was something I had done that in the past. Last year I decided I was not going to do that any longer. Like okay. I've done um, dragonflies, you know, like my tattoo or, you know, um, I've done some ladybugs. That's my daughter's nickname and I call her ladybug. Um, so I've done stuff like that just because sometimes you just, I, you know, you branch out a little bit. And trees, I just happen to love trees. I find them very interesting just in general, in life. Um, so I would always paint trees. Um, 
But then after a while, I was just like, I just don't have the, I think I'm going to get away from that subject matter and just really focus on, you know, one subject. If, you know, I, last year, the year before, I did a lot of um, Greek mythology figures. So if I wanted to do a tree, I could put a tree in with a particular, mm-hmm. but it had to have the nude. So everything I do has to have a, has to have that nude in it, which is still part of my style and my, mm-hmm. my That's your focus. focus. But I can branch out in relation to in your you know for nature I had found um, a dead luna moth, so it was in perfect, okay, perfectly preserved. So I took it home and just like, well, what am I going to do with this? Because it's a beautiful moth, and I actually just went outside and collected a bunch of moss that had grown in my walkway in between the bricks, and I had gotten some bark and I had created a figure out of leaves and brick uh you know the bark and the moss and it's in the shape of a female so i mean it looks did the I same that one? you might have did i, I post it i don't know. like i probably posted it somewhere yeah i feel like i've seen it you saw it's, it it's um did you sell it no 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 i didn't sell it it's just hanging in my studio right now <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. There are so many pieces there. <laughs> yes. so I'm ready many, to buy. There are There's, so many pieces oh. that are hard to get out of the studio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the truth. This one. It went along with my, I had. I have to have the, the figure in it. Yeah. But I'm still working with natural materials. I can see that that's like the hip line. Mm-hmm. And that's, so was that her back? Her front. So it she would, front. it was kind of a little... Moss is a little challenging to work with. Oh, it I didn't believe really, it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's live moss. It's just dried, so it's yeah. basically dirt and very crumbly. Yeah. Um, so I, it's something I don't normally use, but, you know, that was just, so I, you know, you, it's hard to mold breasts out of very crumbly dirt. That's <laughs> So I was like, oh, well, I guess the Luna Moth will just be her shirt. You know, like her top oh, and the leaves are like her sarong, kind of, yeah. her skirt. So I was like, really that supple looking. No. <laughs> no. So that was, you know, that was a fun thing. And she has a little necklace of beads together. But that's just hanging in the studio right now. Just kind of enjoying life. Gotcha. Right up in there. Yeah. So like. with your nudes, one, as before we met today, I was looking through the art that's online. And just sort of getting an idea of what you've done, what you're doing. One thing I noticed with, with your nudes and talking to you now clears some of my questions up off the bat but um one thing you seem to concentrate solely on the body um is that a conscious decision maybe like not like i don't want to come off like it's why don't you do this but you don't usually do heads and faces too much is that something you think to do of just concentrating on the body Mm -hmm. like the torso yeah yeah it's the um it's that shape the hourglass shape like i just Mm -hmm really folk by the time I, I was like oh I guess, I guess I gotta put a head on this I forget <laughs> because I you know the my favorite part of a woman is her hips like I just because it's so you know you can the hips can move and the, everything changes the torso mm-hmm. changes so you know I just end up focusing a lot on that and I just you know by now I'm just so good at drawing a female right. figure that I just I don't even need a model at this point I just go this is this that's that and we're done um, and a lot of times my nudes aren't actually just because they're nude. They're sort of a vehicle for, oh, I found this watercolor powder 
I wonder what it does if I do this. But mm -hmm. so, so a lot of times some of the nude paintings that you see, some of the paintings that you see are, aren't even about the nude at all. It's more like a coloring book page that I've, that I've drawn on there. And then I'm like, oh, I've got this stuff. How does it work? So it's more a vehicle for like the, the medium and less about the, the, lines. the actual lines. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I always forget to put the head on. Sometimes you see, like, <laughs> so I don't even think about it. I, I, you know, I just go for the body and um, then I run out of paper at the top. But you'll see sometimes where there's like a line to delineate like a chin mm. or face that should be there. But it's not, it's not, yeah, it's just, not, I just yeah. do the lines and, yeah, you know. There's wrong with it. Yeah. That's fair. But that's what usually happens is like, oh, her face. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how people look at naked women in real life so. right yeah <laughs> like oh her face like yeah. Yeah. oh right your you eyes could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> completely mirroring society could be. Like, just where that the focus instinctually yeah. goes yeah. that's was, so flattering I was telling Jillian earlier that if I'm so I just did um, this month it's still going on but I just did um, I have four pieces in an erotic art show down in the city, and I had to do two, two were going to be used as pieces I already had done, but I had to do two um, original ones. They were going to be, you know, 9 by 12, something mm -hmm. huge. And um, so I was trying to come up with just ways to do nudes that had a little humor in them too, and um, I felt guilty if I was like, no, you got to put a face. You can't oh, have it just yeah. be a body. Because I like for coming from a man, they're like, mm. "Well, of course you did it that way." <laughs> right. It's like, no, right. gotta put a face. So, <laughs> right. Just to like just dispel any of that sort of criticism. Yeah, so, yeah. I, like, I, no, I don't just look at the body. <laughs> look at my work. Yeah, I could see how that would be like. Yeah, uh, the male gaze versus the female gaze. Which is very right. interesting. Mm -hmm. How like you know you both decided not to do the face. How you know if. The male did it, it's like, oh, well, whatever. But if the female did it, it's like, huh, well, why didn't you? You know, like, it's one of those interesting uh, contrasts just yeah. by yeah. the artists themselves. Yeah, no, because I, like, I'll think that seeing another male artist's art, if it's just, the, like, a woman's torso, I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> you could have put, put a face on it. I just didn't want to. Or sometimes if they're in a life drawing class, they may not have had a right. chance to. You know, sometimes because the poses are like one minute, two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes. So, or thirty seconds. Or thirty seconds. So, like, depending on how an artist is drawing during a life drawing class, um, that thirty-second drawing might be way better than anything else they've done. And it was only, like, the line of a breast and the stomach and the hip. And it may have been better than the rest of it. But no head because they only right. thirty seconds to draw it. So you know that's the head complicates things. That complicates. <laughs> it's easier just to be like, dude, why did you not put her head on? <laughs> I did love that uh, you expanded though, which not a lot of artists in this area did. And um, like when you did the erotic art show um, oh, at yeah. this club, yeah, yeah, yes. And it's like, and then I great? discovered a place that I never even knew existed. That was and a great place. Joy Tani was there, mm -hmm. did the body painting, mm -hmm. and um, I actually discovered more artists that I follow and uh, more people that I'm now 
really good friends with. Mm -hmm. And um, when you did the New Hope show, which I was really upset I had to miss. (laughs) But, I mean, I've been to New Hope a bunch of times. And, like, you know, sometimes, you know, I I notice that as an artist, you have to take initiative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if the networking isn't occurring in one area, you got to force yourself to network all over. And I feel like that's why it turns into almost like a six degree where somebody knows somebody. Yes. That's how it is. Yeah. It's the name game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think at yeah. some point, like you're right, we need to, artists do need to branch out. Like it's, we talk about local, 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 but um, local has to branch out in order to have people come in. Yes. Like <laughs> you really do have to say, okay, I'm done showing it. A, B, C, D galleries. Um, I'm going to take a break because I think I need to go to another state and try it there. Right. Yeah. you got to yeah. cross-pollinate. You know? Yes, you do. Exactly. It, it will, I like that. They'll, you know, each, each side of that will benefit the other side. Right, like it you will. do in New York, which is yeah. like Amazing. one of the best places mm-hmm. you can choose to expand your networking. Yeah, and that's important because a lot of times when you go to shows, you see the same artists, right. and it's the same work. So it would be one thing if you saw the same artist, but they were doing something completely different. But you're seeing the same artist doing the same work in the same galleries. Gotta freshen it up. You do, and then you have to draw interest. You know, like, oh, we have something new. Like, you know, you have to kind of, you have to really, as an artist, for growth, you have to really move forward and make different choices and take risks in order to make... You know, you can't go on what you did last year. Like, you, you know, you right. look at your sales and you go, I made the X amount of money in sales. I want to do it again this year. But that formula won't work because you're not in the same space. Mm-hmm. And you've over, you know, you've saturated the market in your local area. Now, you know, those people already have a piece from you. Where else you have to go someplace else and find your audience that's broader. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, I, um... I started showing doing things in Easton mm-hmm. not too long ago, and it's there's so much down there. Yes, for artists. Bethlehem, yep. Easton, Bethlehem. That's my area. Yep. <laughs> Allentown, yes. And I think great. like there's there's a new gallery opening up now on Sixth Street. Creative and B. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking forward to that show. So what what is this talk about? I'm a foreigner now. So, <laughs> two, they're doing their Black Culture in the Berg show for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're at this point they're looking for either black artists or any kind of artist port- um, portraying any sort of black history or black culture. Man, you got so many art pieces that works for that theme. <laughs> it does. So they had come over and we're gonna work something out for pieces to be in that show. But it seems like a promising place. Because it's, it's just got all the right things going for it. Mm-hmm. And um, they are very enthusiastic about it opening. That's a good thing. Which is a very good thing. Well, and I like the, the idea that you're saying where you kind of get a little bit of a taste beforehand with that hallway yeah. uh, idea. Very smart. Is it the same building that uh, Terrell Art? Yep. St- okay, so it's in behind Terrell Art Studios, the yes. framing. And it's that hallway that you go in, in the back, right? You just so, walk in and there's the, yeah, that's a great space. the first space. door. Yes. When you walk, when back, you in walk back in there. When you walk back in there, yeah. It'll be a great space. And I'm really excited when I saw the event um, because I feel like that's something that we lack is diversity. 
and not just diversity as in we need a black art or but I mean like we've got a lot of landscapes and while I appreciate landscapes and different types like I really would like to also see in addition to someone's landscapes like Trisha Lippert's work Mm -hmm. is just gorgeous gorgeous and I love looking at her artwork I would also love to see what a black artist is capable of doing and bringing to the table so I'm really excited like we need more shows so in addition to what we already have we need more things like you know black history mm-hmm. month or an erotic art show or you know like a pop-up show erotic yeah. art shows are always my favorite the- yeah. <laughs> that's just me well that one was really that one was really a fun one that we had a special. great time there. that was a really good time there but yeah. i just feel like anywhere like for erotic art shows i like that it pushes people out of comfort zone sometimes mm-hmm. and i like that because I am not a fan of censorship. I like that. You already know off the bat, everything, everything's there, you know. Mm-hmm. Enter at your own risk and experience art and, like, raw and pure and whatever people want to express. And if it makes you uncomfortable, I think, like, that's cool. I kind of like it when, when it pushes you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there aren't that many themes or art shows that can do that like an erotic art show can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really push. Here's the the twist, though, is that, so, I agree with all of that, that, you know, like, yeah, you want to push the boundary and make people uncomfortable, and that's part of the whole being an artist thing, is the reaction. The bottom line is a reaction. But, so now the one, I didn't go to the one in New York, but I seen the pictures, but my question, I'm getting to it, long way, (laughs) is like, Especially when you let like erotic art show, it's I I would say ninety percent of the people there are already there. You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with that? But I'm saying they're the ones that aren't like to get a person shocked is to pull in that person who's not into an erotic art show. Well, that's what you know. You got friends. You make it a group thing. Right. <laughs> well, you know the interesting. Okay, so like, what are you, you know, doing Friday night? Oh, I'm gonna go to an art show. You wanna come? <laughs> it's like, oh, I was gonna go like spend twenty bucks on a movie. It's like, ah, oh, screw that. Like, let's go. let's go like see something new. Right. Well, okay, so like you said, you want to bring in, you know, you want that shock value, okay? And you don't want it to be just like shock for the sake of shock, but right. have someone see something new. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, for example, at that show that we were at right um it was at a venue it was at a um um, it's a BDSM club. Okay. I'm just gonna yeah. put okay. that's we're just gonna knock that right. We're out. just gonna put we that there. We try to dance around it. We're not dancing like, around just, it. Anymore. I was gonna say, was that a place? Uh, it, <laughs> it was, was actually that was a really nice place though. It was, uh, it was very, very female, tasteful. very female oriented. Like well, it's it was female run. yes, it's female yeah. run, okay. so it's female oriented, really welcoming and. You know, it was really just, we spent a lot of time doing what we're doing right now. Basically, You know, there was a lot of that. Um, But that was an interesting show because I was one of the artists for that show. And I had watercolors. I had very sexually explicit watercolors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They were beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But because they were watercolors, they still had my style. So they were very soft and you kind of had to look at them to be like oh 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 exactly that's what that is there were other artists i remember Mm. there that were also sexually explicit 
but in a different kind of way where you walked up and you were like, oh, that's in my face. Right. You know, right. so so when you're talking about shock value, I think in a group format like that, I was just as shocked by an artist that I hadn't met before that I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, per- clutch my pearls right now. <laughs> um, meanwhile, I had my my artwork on the wall. <laughs> right. You know, so, so, you know, I think it like shock value ha- doesn't have much to do with, but it has someone's perception of that subject matter. Mm-hmm. So her perception of the subject matter was very different from my romanticized perspective of the subject matter. It's you know. to me, one of the reasons why I like it so much is because it is like interpreted by everybody so differently because it, involves so much of your personal experience Mm -hmm. that's not exactly like you want to do an erotic art show a lot of times like it's not really something you research and be like all right tits and like this is this is the pair i want to like imitate and use in my painting and you know like make it cool colored like it's one of those where it kind of pulls out a little bit of your fantasies and a little bit of like things that you feel or what do you like do you think erotic is beautiful? Do you think erotic is scandalous? Do you think erotic is inappropriate? Like, I don't know. Like, everybody has a different viewpoint of what it is. I mean, unfortunately, like, there are some people that think erotic because of their personal experiences as a negative thing. Because pornographic. Pornographic. Right. Um, or even just for lack of a better word, just wrong Mm -hmm. because of how they were raised or what they experienced personally. And it's kind of interesting to see if some people like embrace it fully. And yet there's, there are some people where every once in a while though, because it's been such a popular theme for so many years, um, that somebody will still participate in a very different way and it's almost being rebellious by being a little more conservative in such a very liberal themed uh art show and like do a tree but have like a hidden vulva in it or something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's, i like things like that and i think that's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite themes for an art show that's probably more shocking only in terms of the fact that it's not not seeing it at first Right. Exactly. The way right. you explain your pieces, mm-hmm. where you have to look at it a little more, mm-hmm. that is a different kind of shock that probably sticks with you, the viewer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because, well, you spend more time looking at right, the piece, too. Because you're looking at it and you go, oh, geez, you know, it's, I was right in front of me. I didn't even see it. You didn't even see Whatever. it. Yeah. It's something yeah. that was hidden. And, you know, the, the word erotic really changes the way you look at an art piece. Okay, so oh, yeah. all of my artwork could be considered erotic. However, I am always of the argument that unless I label it erotic, it is not. Because part of what I'm doing is also to desexualize the nude. I have a lot of um, people who want to buy my artworks, but they have sons. And they're like, I can't buy your work because I have a son. And I'm always like, well, this is not the same as, you know, a piece of erotic art you're looking at a nude and and nudity is not inherently sexual just because a person is naked does not mean it's a sexualized image exactly. um, you're projecting onto that so in in 2014 I think it was origins gallery had me as their featured artist for their erotica show 
And the way I kind of handled that was um, I wanted to show the range of what erotic could mean. So I had very... Do you remember this show? It was long ago. My memory yeah, it was, was a terrible, long time ago, yeah. But I do remember enjoying it. It was, a, it was... So I had a whole wall, and the way we set it up was we started, like, when you walked in, you saw my very tame nudes... And then it, as you went along, so I think it I had, was like... the poses that changed, too. Yes. The... I'll never forget, like, one of the last ones, what made it so erotic, was that she was touching herself. Mm-hmm. And it's, to me, like, that made so much more sense, that it's more of the action and the pose. Mm-hmm. It's more so than the nudity. Somebody can be fully clothed, but if they're in a position where they're like, eat me out, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's going to be considered erotic. Mm-hmm. So it was, that was the way you... we set it up. Is your podcast censored? Great. Fuck it. I'm so glad that it's not. Aren't you so impressed? I I've been like, I, I haven't cursed once. I was waiting. I'm like, when's we're already over half hour? When's it gonna happen? Like, yeah. What is she I gonna say? Actually, something? I was trying to be good. I was trying to be like, hmm. You know, it's just because the subject matter of like that particular show. We had a lot of oral sex. Yeah. They were like blowjob paintings that were just very like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that, that that got, I knew every time someone came across it, because it would always be like, what? Got so much attention. Yes, it got yeah. so much attention, and that was towards the end. So, yes. you know, you had this progression, there were like 40 pieces. So you had like very sensual, tamed, tamed nudes that like you could have in your living room. Right. And it just progressed to like porn because it was one of those things where it's like let's how do we define what erotic actually is and where is that point for the viewer mm-hmm. right. so you know they were kind of you know they'd come in and they're like i've seen this and then they'd walk oh and then it'd be like what and that's how that changed and mm-hmm. you know just using the watercolors or however you know using the the inks or something that was just very gentle you kind of had to go like do a double take for some of them because it right. wasn't it wasn't always obvious Mm -hmm. and that's what i love about i think one of the things is that uh the best word is it's suggestive it's suggestive yeah and i like how like you have to put your mindset in the gutter to like sometimes really see what they're suggesting and their artwork right Right. I think that's great. (laughs) Well, that's the interesting thing about doing nudes is that so many people project onto my work you know, they just, they'll make comments that have absolutely nothing at all to do with my work. Oh, like what? Um, for example, there was one piece that I was doing, larger piece, it was a nude, um, and I was using oils. This was towards the end where I was using up all my oils and I wasn't going to use them anymore. But I was working with titanium white, which has lead in it. Okay, that's an important part of the story. Gotcha. I'll come back to that. <laughs> so here I am, you know, I'm just painting whatever. It's like 2 o'clock on a Sunday, just enjoying the painting, listening to some music or whatever horror movie was on at the time. And I decided that I was going to paint with my hands. Okay, I was just whatever, blending, whatever. So I decided to be like, oh, I'm going to snap a pic. So I snapped a pic of my hand painting, finger painting, right? And I was like, finger painting, whatever. And somebody messaged me and said... That is so sexy. How do you not touch yourself? How do you not stop in the middle and just, how are you not touching yourself? And I'm like, what? And I was like, uh, what? (laughs) He said, I can't imagine. Like, that is just so hot. And I'm like, um, it's two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to be a prude, but I'm, what? (laughs) What do you think I have here?
here? Like, (laughs) paints, brushes, dildos. Like, I'm not sure just in case. And then I was like, well, um, I'm working with titanium white, which has lead in it. If I were to just suddenly get turned on and touch myself, the mucous membranes of my vagina would then absorb the lead and I would die. <laughs> which is what I, how I responded. And he was like, oh, I said, you're projecting onto me based on what you are seeing. That's fantastic. That was quite the leap. Right? Yes. That was completely. I was like, one of your followers has a fetish. (laughs) I guess so. But I was like, holy crap. (laughs) But that's sort of what I dealt with on a, you know, that's what I deal with is just people, they, you know, they'll email me like, this is what I see. And I'm like, this is, remember, that's what you see. That is not. You know, like, the, the art piece is supposed to be a, com, a you know, a, a, the piece, a dialogue between the artist and the viewer. But don't always assume that because I paint nudes that I'm just hypersexualized. I was just trying to figure out how to get the black and white to get to a nice gray. <laughs> I, just, I really wanted that gray, and I had too much white, and I was trying to figure it out. But it just... That's but that's how it is. That's how people respond to my work because they're like, oh, I don't know what to do, titties. And <laughs> they're, they're like visualizing t- little tassels on them or something. I that's you're not off. You're not off. Right. Yeah. I get. I get it. Now there are plenty of people who are very appropriate and approach the subject matter with dignity and respect. So I don't want you to think that just there's this constant slew of what the what the fuck. But you know, there I do have my share of usually men that decide they're going to be like, oh my god, that's so hot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's like, I'm like totally away. Yeah. <laughs> like, so did he think that like the section that you were working on was like the groin of the woman and that you were like fingering the painting? I I guess I don't know. I must have been. I know I was working on on a hip. So or just like in general, like I guess. Was this a video or or? No, I just snapped a picture. It wasn't oh, even so like it was the whole. It was just a literally like oh there's my hand picture like it wasn't even the whole Jeez. piece it wasn't so I was no just like finger painting today like yeah. <laughs> he, he had that in his mind before he said <laughs> yeah he's like oh you know but I get interesting I get interesting questions I've gotten asked do you always paint your nudes naked more than once did he just think about the word choices in that I question had, I actually had to take a like a, an entire twenty four hours before I had to respond to that one because I felt like. Yeah, I was like, stop Did you insulting read your me. question before you asked the question? Well, what happened was like, the person was like, oh, 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 yeah, I just realized what I typed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. I understand. I think what you're trying to get at is, um, can the figure still be nude but posed in a way that covers all the essential parts? Right. You know, oh. like, turn, like from behind, but it's mostly like... Turn so you see the hip and like the pinup. Yes, like she's right. turning so you you get the idea. She's naked, but you can't right. see anything. So I, so once we kind of had that conversation, that person was like, "Yes, that's what I'm looking for." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, yes, I so you'll see some of my work in that way, but you know, if you're looking for if you're looking for something that you won't be ashamed to put in your living room, you might want to ask find another artist mm-hmm. and other subject matter because." you either hang the artwork and you're proud of it or 
you know, if, if it's only for you, plenty of people buy my work and it's just for themselves and they hang it in their bedrooms. So, you know, or their bathrooms. That's just, they're like, this is my piece. I don't want anybody to see it. You know. And it so makes them happy. Makes them happy. Yeah. You know. And I think that's great. I'm just somebody that I don't understand why nudity is so shunned. It's like, dude, women have tits. They're everywhere. Why do we have to wear a bra? I'm not fucking yeah. like, fuck that shit. It's so uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Just because it makes other people uncomfortable. And it's like, you know what? Just desensitize. Get used to it. Yeah. And that's part of what I do with my artwork. When I when I post it or when I talk about it, I'm always like, just, you know, don't forget that sometimes the nude is just there. Mm-hmm. It's not always about, you know, with my, with my, um, the Greek mythology pieces, those were all nudes, but in Greece they would be nude anyway, right. um, because that's just how they were all done centuries, millennia ago. So you know it's consistent with the culture, but um, really in some of the pieces the nude wasn't even really the focus. Like you had to really kind of pay attention to some of the the artwork, and you had to have some, you had to have a little bit of knowledge of what you were looking at and which god or goddess or muse or nymph so you kind of had to understand a story so that you could understand maybe the symbolism in there you know kind of things like knowing a pomegranate had to do with persephone right okay mm-hmm. or you know there's a little known goddess hecate okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes she's um she has many origins mm-hmm. uh she's the goddess of crossroads um she's also the goddess of um, or she is, I think one of the older, she's older than Zeus, like older than mm-hmm. what we know as the standard gods and goddesses. She's not really mentioned much in the mythology, but she's older than they are. And she is like, um, she's about death and rebirth, destruction and creation. So it's not just, oh, I set fire to this or I broke this and I'm making a new one. It is extinction level destruction. And then she plants the seed. She creates the seed that grows the new, the new life or the new epoch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was an interesting one to do. I did several of those just trying to figure out how I wanted to do the life and death portion. You know, how do you create and how do you destroy all in the same image within the same woman? So, you know, it would be like the, the female on one side and then the skeleton on the other worked very well. And yes. then learning how to like what things were associated with her like yew berries or the yew tree um and yew trees are very old they can be thousands of years old and you typically find them in cemeteries they regrow from their own dead limbs for for better yeah so like you can actually sit in some of the very old ones you'll have these old cavernous ones with this living tree that's part dead it's you know it's like creation out of this out of death so you know she had that's associated with her so a lot of times and I would try and figure out how to use the yew berries or bring the yew tree in because it looks like spines like mm-hmm. an evergreen tree that's which cool. aren't very um pretty like aesthetically pleasing they're not you know like how do you fit that in but I decided to use the yew berries which are bright red as ovaries for her awesome. so you would see in some of the pieces that there would be these bright red circles or dots or beads to indicate like this is going to be new life this is where 
regrowth happens, but also like she's half skeleton because mm-hmm. you know the life. I like that. And death. So you know that's she's an older one though, and not many people know who she is. Yeah, it's like a mm-hmm. phoenix concept. Be very much so. Yeah, I love it. Being that you do this type of art, you'd be the best one to ask. Is where is that line? Do you feel between okay, here's erotic art, and now it's pornographic? Yeah, that's a challenging because that's challenging, and I think that does really have to do with like I would have to choose where my line is, and like I said earlier, it's not erotic art unless I say it is. Mm-hmm. So I will label it erotic art. I will, so that my viewers or my audience know this is something different from my other body of work. Um, But I think that's a very personal choice for a lot of people. You know, like um, someone who's very conservative will just take a look at a naked body and say, that's pornographic. Okay. As opposed to me, who I'm like, oh, it's going to take me a little while to get to the part, you know, Um, or one where it's depicting actually a sexual act, you know, like, um, oral sex or touching yourself or actually just full-on sex act Mm -hmm. it's you know it's that's different for everybody i think it's a movable because it's a spectrum of art you know nudity is it we had that people have such concepts and hang-ups and thought you know they they're just and it has to do with society and their upbringing religion how you know how yes the culture of their family um you know in my house like i just have nudes hanging um, most of the, they're pretty much all upstairs so that if guests come over or my daughter's friends come over, um, they're not necessarily exposed to it. Um, but you go upstairs in my house and they're all over. They're everywhere. Um, just because, you know, it's my house and mm-hmm. I'm going to show off my artwork. Makes sense. <laughs> you know. Also, you know, it's easier to hang it on the walls than it is to store it in a closet. Yeah. 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 So there's that. So for me, like certain types of artwork... You know, it just depends, but it's really, I think it's up to the individual to figure out where that space is. And I think it's like somewhere in the middle of like suggestive, like when it starts to become suggestive, like a pinup girl mm-hmm. would start to like, you get to the point where you have like a pinup girl starts to become more erotic. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where it's like, you're doing art, you're doing art. You know, you look at a nude, a nude, a nude, like a mother, like a woman bathing is not very erotic. Okay, or, you know, like you see some um, some of the artists or, you know, in history who just do a woman bathing and she's just drying her legs. It's not very erotic, but when you start to get up to the pinup girls, that's becoming a little bit more erotic because maybe she's posed in a certain way. The intention is different. The intention is different. That's so, what it is. The yeah. intention. Correct. Like but, I mean, that gets skewed right. based on the viewer's experience. Like... A viewer could look at a bather that is perfectly natural and just be like, that is so scandalous. <laughs> I re- like, how dare you bathe naked? How dare you do that? <laughs> like, why is this artist painting that? Um, you know, like that's, you know, even if it's just a woman stepping out of the bathtub and grabbing a towel, someone will, someone somewhere will think that is too, too much. That's, that's the point. That's their tipping point. Mm. You know, so I think for an artist... Specifically, I think the artist has to define for themselves what is erotic art and which is, what is not. And I help the viewers by saying this is erotic. So if someone challenges me on one of my pieces that is not, that I don't consider it, I can say 
this is not erotic art. You should take a look at my erotic art collection, and then you will see the difference between the two. Very different. You know, it's very <laughs> different. So, you know, it's sort of also education and just that conversation again. You have to be able to say to someone, this is not erotic art. You are projecting onto my work your experience, but you are not listening to my explanation of the artwork. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the part of the dialogue. Right. That makes perfect sense. So, just like for a window into this genre of art, at this show that you two were at, mm-hmm. you know, how do I put it? So, like, and I'm not trying to clean it up. I'm just, the words sometimes Don't get there. <laughs> you know, so at this show, so now, it's it was already a location where it was more accepting of, of oh absolutely yeah the BDSM of... community is a very sexually positive right. community mm-hmm. so what was that you know like <laughs> so you already you're already going into a space where there's probably no inhibition about anything right. the art is you can even look at the art naked like, if you oh, wanted to yes you could <laughs> yeah, 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 you could yeah, really. oh yeah, yeah they were they were um <laughs> Well, there was a body painter. Joy Tawny was there body painting us that night. Um, She was hired to just, you know, because we were in this type of club where it was acceptable to just walk around naked. So, or topless. So many of us had um, artwork on on our bodies. Yes. So, you know, in order to have that happen, you have to remove your clothing. Right. Um, But again, there, you know, in this, it's a very safe space. You couldn't, they, they jammed the Wi-Fi signal. Yep. So you could not, you couldn't post anything in the moment. So if you took pictures, you couldn't post anything. Um, so it was a very safe space in that, you know, I wasn't being recorded or other people weren't recording and without your permission. And it was probably the most, um, like getting there at first, I went with a friend and we were just like, oh my God. It's where in the middle are we? of nowhere. It is in the middle of nowhere. And oh I was like, God. where It was are getting we? like a little sketchy. Yeah, and I was like, really? Her <laughs> husband, I was like, we should, this is the one time that I'm really upset that your husband isn't with us. It's right next to a gas station. Yes. It was like, it looked shady. <laughs> shady as fuck. I'm like, oh my God, no, where are we? <laughs> nothing ever looks good next to a gas station. Whoa. <laughs> you know, but you get in there and. And it's wonderful. It's um, like it was, it's it's owned by women, run by women, so it's very female oriented. There was a security guard right at the door when you uh, walked in. Yes, yes. Um, staff there with armbands on, so that you would be able to know who was a staff member if you felt uncomfortable or needed assistance. You just you knew exactly who to go to. Yeah. Um, you met the owner. She was very lovely, and her wife was lovely. But it was also just a huge place of consent. Like, I had experience, so I was standing there and had my chest painted, so naturally I'm just like, there they are. Here's my shirt now. My shirt is now this painting. <laughs> and um, there was a guy there with his wife, this couple, and he was kind of like, I want to look, but I can't look, but I want to look. But I, you look great, but I want to look. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he was asking for consent. Right. Like, there was so much of that, like, hey, can I take a photo of you? Mm-hmm. Didn't even, like, there was just, it was just very comfortable and safe. I was like, wow, can all places be like this? Right, when people think of an art show, they almost think of being violated. And yet, like, in this erotic art show, it was the complete opposite. Complete, yeah. It was was safe. 
entering a whole new level of comfort zone, like with the people around you and also with yourself. And that was, it was amazing. There was zero nonsense. Like yeah. it wasn't like no I, bullshit. No bullshit. Like at other art shows, I would get the ha ha comments or titties comments. Okay. None of that. Like there would be people going, I love that. I love that artwork. This is amazing. Like there was no giggling or anything. Yeah, like, oh, there's a penis. Yes, like nothing <laughs> like that. Like and, and it happened to every artist. Every artist was just like, here we are. Mm. So it was really a great experience, just yeah. like being in that space and just being able to just be like, oh. I mean, going there, we were like, what? But you get there, and it's completely not what it looks like on the outside. It just looks like a house. Which is great, actually. It's hidden. Like that, like, yes, that I, adds to the security. Of when we went are. there, I didn't even know that was the place. Because there's really no signage. Mm-hmm. I think I drove by it. I did too. I did too. I was like, was <laughs> that it? Where am I? <laughs> like, was that it? Yeah. You know, and we were, they, you know, they were like, go park in the, and then when we get there, we were told to go park in the gas station parking lot. And I was like, it was full, yeah. I was like, man, I don't know. But we, you know, we were like, my friend and I were like, shit, <laughs> should we tell someone where we are in case we need to be rescued? But nope. I was like, and the, the, the group that puts it on, the Upper Delaware Erotic Arts Council, um, he puts it on. He's been there the last couple of years at that particular space. I had that the first time that we had it there was the only time I've gone. I haven't gone back um, just because I just haven't. I you know life it's gets really in the way. Out of the way. It is. It's like an hour away, yeah. and that particular art show doesn't start until like ten. Yeah, and you're getting out of there at like two. I remember that was uh, my and issue was the uh, the time. How far? Yeah, I mean, it didn't, like, by the time we actually got back up here was, like, 3 a.m. And I was trying to drive, and I'm like, so you know, it's really just too, too far, too much. So I haven't gone back. They've done some amazing things since then. There was a painter, uh, a woman who painted um, genitalia and then had you sit on paper. And that was the artwork. So, like, there was, yeah, this was not the show we were at, but I think the following year. So, like, she would just be like, what's your color? And then she would paint your your parts, and then you'd sit down. Oh, I see. Yes. At first, I was like, wait a minute. Yes. Like, you'd you'd just, like, she'd be just like, here you go. And then you sit down on the piece of paper, and then you have this print of... Of your lady parts, or men parts, or whatever parts you may have. Whatever you want to paint I hope the paint's not too cold. I I would imagine (laughs) it would, but that was immediately what I'm saying. Or, like, just ticklish with the brush. Yes, like, ooh, okay. (laughs) But, you know, stuff like that. Or you can just go right into the next room like that couple did at the end of the night. Were you there for that? Or do you remember that? Like... Don't, I think I missed that. It was like 1.30 or 145. It was like 1.30 and 145. And the wife just goes and brings back all these chains and stuff and dumps them in her husband's lap. And he's like, okay. So <laughs> just right, right there. All right. There they went. So there was like a chain room that they could just go in. No, this was no, actually right just... next to the living room. Yeah. This was right next to the living room. They brought out like a I table. A table, a prop table, a prop table where she could just be chained to it, and then her husband. She brought out all the whips and paddles and whatever flogging. Oh, item. was it the spanking bench? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> spanking bench. I may or may not know some of these props. That's okay. the technical. That's the technical, <laughs> That's the technical <laughs> term. Is a spanking bench? Yeah. Yeah. 
planking bench. Um, but yeah, he put her on it, and there they are, just rent. And the whole, the rest of the living room's just like, what's up? Like, I was like, okie okay, dokie, here we are. This <laughs> is art. I don't know. In I was the like, making. Oh, okay. So I had some, I learned some new things with about toothbrushes. Oh, the vibrating yeah. toothbrush? Yes, I it's very impressive. I learned some new things about some toothbrushes and um, candle wax. Oh, yeah, I, I, you're like, I'm I done. See, you're no, like, I can see the candle wax. Now, that's something I actually posted so on like, my Instagram but, with uh, the UV candle wax. Oh. And uh, it's beautiful. And, uh, I don't think I follow you on Instagram. Somebody, I, I didn't even know you had an Instagram. I so do. somehow no, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're not. We only follow each other on Facebook. Uh, well, now we have to go on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but it's nice with uh, with the black light and how the wax because it accentuates the the lines and shape of the female body ah, and right. the wax like the way that it's poured on like really glows and it's beautiful and mm. somebody actually reached out to me and was like we should do a photo shoot of that I said hell fucking yeah we should like <laughs> but the wax is so expensive I can imagine yeah, yeah because it has to be. Um, temperature safe yes. to be applied to the body and this wax is special um, whereas you know like normal wax like it breaks apart this peels right, right off. off that's what i learned i was like and i had no so idea so cool yeah i was like wow mess free yeah like it I was like oh okie dokie that's fun <laughs> yeah so i learned some new things that night i was like oh all righty i did not I, we went upstairs to like, take a look at the upstairs rooms and we were mm-hmm. like but we did not go in the basement. I was a little scared about the basement. I don't know what was in the basement, but um, That's I think the dungeon. I yes, I was I was <laughs> gathering that was probably a little bit more hardcore yeah. downstairs in the basement, which I did not go into because I was scared. <laughs> but yeah, I just I really loved what they did with the space. Yeah, I I have been going back since. Good. Well, um, good for you. Yes. <laughs> That's so, my thing. <laughs> 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 The, the toothbrush, though. Uh, yes. yes. I'm getting back to the what, toothbrush. What c- cavities exactly? No. <laughs> are th- so like the way. So basically, it's a vibrator. Mm-hmm. And the way that the bristles, uh, because the genitalia is so sensitive, and the way that they use the, yeah, like, the toothbrush to vibrate. Got the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can keep going. And uh, it's just it's very effective. Apparently there's a and cheap. Apparently there's a um, there's a connection between. I was listening to somebody else talk about it that night. There was a connection between temperature play, mm-hmm. spanking, and then using the toothbrush on the spanked part. Oh, okay, yeah. It just like so, like when it's fresh, you know. I don't know if you guys have ever burned yourself or you know, like had a sensitive area, and when somebody. Like a bruise, mm-hmm. and you have a bruise, mm-hmm. and somebody pokes it, mm-hmm. and it adds that little bit of sensation, okay. uh, which yeah. some people say is it pain hurts. and doesn't like it. Whereas other people, like me, because I'm a masochist, it's like, oh, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so they use it like, for example, the the one woman who was they were talking about it. Um, the one woman was talking about getting flogged across her breasts, so she so would she, was, ha- she was getting bruised and having sore around her nipples. So then, like she. The, her partner or whatever would get the toothbrush out and put the back of the toothbrush, not the bristles part, but the back on her nipple to kind of continue. So it's a really concentrated yes. pulsing on the bruise. Apparently that was amazing. I was like, I'm going to So it makes it hurt more. Yeah. In, in, mm-hmm. On the layman's terms. A pain, yes. yeah, but from what I understand, it's not like horrible pain. 
No. It's just more, it's a different sensation or more intensified something. So are they using like an actual toothbrush? Yes. Yeah. Like a, like a sonic care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like it's a, yeah. Yeah. Like the Colgate that you get yeah. in Target. Yeah. Like a Colgate, um, you know, motorized battery operated. Some people think it's for teeth. Other uh. people use it for nipples. Yeah. Or other parts. Or other things. Yeah, whatever. That was actually something um, I discovered like last year, so I missed that part of the night, and I discovered it years later. Um, Here we are in 2019, and I'm like, "Why is there a fucking toothbrush?" Yeah, and then he did, and I was watching the scene, and then he did. I was like, "Oh, oh, well, I guess that makes sense now, doesn't it?" Yeah, clothespins get involved. There was all kinds of things in the one room we were looking at. Oh, the clothespins are fun, especially when you flick them off. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's whatever floats your metaphorical boat. Yeah. Uh, some guess. people are different. It was an interesting. Uh, it was an interesting. It's experience. a new experience. Yes, it was a very interesting experience. I was like, oh, I'm familiar with porn, but this was not. This was like a whole different level. Yes. Well, it's different when it's like there's, it's happening in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Very. <laughs> I was like, okay. That the barrier okay. of the screen is. Not there anymore. Yeah, you're like, okay, I, I talked to these people like 10 minutes ago, but now she's, okay, I'm just, it's fine. Like, he, he put the gag in on her. Like, she was like, gag me. And I was like, okay. That's <laughs> what some people like. I was like, all right, that's okay. Yeah. And then they were like getting ready to close because it was like 1.45. So the big, this big hulking security guard. Yes. Huge ass guy. He was a big guy. Yes. Had to time it, how to interrupt them so that he wouldn't. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that, like, because, like, if she's in subspace and, like, she's kind of zoned out, the last okay. thing you want is an intruder to. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, saying, cause, cause I, I don't know vernacular. <laughs> oh, hey! Oh, right! Sub- <laughs> what is subspace? So, so, and the dynamic is there is a dominant and a submissive. The dominant is the one that is inflicting the pain mm-hmm. or sensation because sometimes it's actually just touching them. Right. It's not inflicting any pain at all in that sensual play, um, kind of like a massage. Um, and there's the submissive, which is the one that is experiencing it. Okay. And so that's um, sub. So subspace is is. like um, when you kind of like, you close your eyes, you kind of lose yourself when like you're going at it for a long period of time and you get this kind of high from it. Disassociation. You kind of like... You can disassociate a lot of times. It's actually just the dopamine that's released um, from everything that's happening to your body. And so like you're, you're like in this very vulnerable space. And that's one of the reasons why you have to trust your dom to not take advantage of you when you're in that vulnerable space. And also, if somebody interrupts that space, um, it depends on the person, but someone could be triggered. Um, It's just more often than not, it's a negative side effect than a positive one. And when that space is suddenly interrupted... And, um, you know, like if you guys have ever done drugs and have been high and, you know, you're in a really happy space, then all of a sudden the cop is right in front of you. How does that feel? Not great. (laughs) So, um, that's why it's one of those where 
so that's why he had to find a, a moment to like I guess like tap on the doll's shoulder or something, whisper in his ear. That doesn't mm-hmm. you know. So the sub I think doesn't he just went like on. this and was like. Like, oh, okay, so just giving him the signal yeah, that the sub like, can't he didn't see. Need, that, like, yeah, hey. like, he didn't actually intrude. I mean, he got close enough so he could, so, like, her partner could make eye contact with the security guard, and he was just, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then, like, backed out of the space right away so well, that he could... one of the reasons why is because there needs to be aftercare when you do a yeah. scene. Regardless of how intense it is, uh, it is, it's to help the sub come back to reality. And like come down from that high, and mm-hmm. like kind of get oriented again with their surroundings and the real world, and that you know this is over. All right, back to being whatever person I am again, and right. you know the scene is done. And uh, so if you gotta leave in fifteen minutes, you can't just go until the very last minute and be like, all right, uh, you're like in a really fucked up mind space right now. Let's get in a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you gotta, you gotta get situated and prepare to go so. back out in the real world. Yeah, because sometimes a lot of these people can be put in a space where they're crying and, yeah. like, just... But sometimes it's a good release. Yeah. Like that, that's what they want. That's what they want to... Right. They need to let go. They need a moment to collect back and come back to the... Yeah. Yeah, so that was an interesting... I didn't know any of that, so that was really an interesting experience to kind of... Like, see and be like, oh, this is very different than what I'm used to. (laughs) I have actually done a lot of uh, scenes at that place. Um, Well, I'm more of a heavy sub, so I like to do a lot of extreme that people don't. But it's fun to watch, like, being set on fire and being electrocuted and, like, all of that stuff. And I think it's fun and great. And everybody, you know, who wouldn't want to watch that, you know? well, <laughs> I may draw the line at electrocution and fire, but <laughs> no. But it was really, it was really beautiful. So like he would, so my back would be in flames. Uh, but the way that the flames would be set was by an electric charge. So he would have um, some sort of uh, fluid or something on my back, and the electric charge would ignite the fire. But you could also see part of the spark from the electricity with the fire. Um, lighting up my back, and oh, so, so what? What did you cool. feel? Oh, it felt so cool. Okay, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little tingly. It's a little warm. The fireplay is a lot like it's kind of like a massage. All right. Um, but it's warm, and you know, so that's where it goes with the temperature play. Okay. Um, and you know, when he like smacks something out, like you get that little, whoo, you know, kind of like uh, if you've ever accidentally like touched a candle flame or like, right. like oh, you know, just on a larger scale on another part of your body. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, electricity is electricity if you've ever been shocked, you know. That's right. They can control the uh, amperage and okay. really feel it. Well, where does that occur? <laughs> Anywhere. Anywhere that I say I'm comfortable You're comfortable with. So, like, if I don't want the genitalia to touch, like, you won't touch it. And, like, you know, I've yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going too I'm far. Not, I'm I sorry. don't tend to think that electricity mixes too well. It's not a good mix, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love it. It's well, I guess mix. under, I guess, you know, when well, we I'm think the, you're... Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> probably the crunch in electricity... 
that's that's you know. Well, okay. Here, here's what I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I haven't done it. I don't know, and I'm pretty sure I would not participate. That would be like a hard no for me. But what I imagine it is, you know, we're assuming when we get electrocuted, it really, there's pain, it hurts, like you think hospital. But I'm thinking, like, under those conditions, it's a little... It, there's control. Yeah. There's someone I mean, who well, understands how to administer it properly. Exactly. So, like, you're not necessarily feeling the type of pain that would send you to the hospital. Like, right. It's the, not like a taser. The, right, yeah. It's not like <laughs> a taser. And that's where, again, it comes in the trust of your dom, where they you need to trust that they know that they have experience, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing, they know how to safely give you that kind of sensation without risking harming you yeah. or scarring you with fire or like any kind so of So what do they use thing. to electrocute you? So Car what I like, <laughs> what my favorite thing with. is a violet wand. Um, a what? Okay. A oh. violet wand. Violet so wand. it is, um, I'm just gonna Google it. Picture. Do you remember, like in Spencer's, there was like that little ball that, like, you would put your hand on and. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So picture that, just in like, a different form, and that you can turn on and off, and you know, touch different parts of you, change the amperage, and when it touches you, it mm. shocks you. Okay. Oh, or, okay. You I know, see. Certain dis- <laughs> yeah. Oh, it has attachments. Yes. Yeah. Different okay. levels, and it looks really cool. Oh. I just googled it. I was like, I'm just oh, gonna Google. Yeah. That thing. yeah. yeah. Looks a lot like a toothbrush. You know what? <laughs> Actually, not. You know what? They use this in spas to for skin conditions. Oh, what? Not the. The other parts, but there's actually if you go to a spa, there's a treatment where you can do like an electric. To, you know, and they use a violet wand. Yes, <laughs> I've seen it. I've okay. never had it done, but I've it's, seen it. So. It's usually uh, viewed as a sex toy rather than a. Uh, it may fish. not be. It may not be the same exact thing, but there's a similar thing that you see in a spa. Interesting. All right. Like the electrostimulation on skin to kill bacteria or just make you look younger. Hmm. You know. Unless it's one of those placebo things. It might be. Like, who knows? Yeah, you know, they charge $65 for it as part of your facial. So, you know, it might be an add-on. Could who be. knows? Yeah. No. Very interesting, though. So, yeah. yeah. So, education. Look at that. Wow. New, uh, <laughs> new things. Yeah. I, I'm one of the rare people that is not um, private or, like, no. scared of talking, <laughs> talking about, about that little hidden corner of my world. Okay. No, the more I can educate people, the better. Yeah, you were one of the last, one of the like, you like in spring you were here, mm-hmm. and you had to leave early. In March. And you told me where you were going, and it just was letters to me. Mm-hmm. Like I just heard it. Yep. <laughs> and it, it just was didn't. The club. Like, it was LWP. Yeah, ladies' weekend playground. Ladies' weekend playground. Mm-hmm. See, you know, that's not you called it. Like you said, the BBSM club. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. you didn't call it by like the name of it. Oh, okay. That's what but, you yeah. said. BDSM. It said. So you said that and it just went like you know by yeah. my head. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. What'd she say? And I was like, what was that? Because I, I didn't think I heard it right. Yeah. I was like, oh. So that was yeah, that was in March. That's cool though. Hmm. What so you wanna do? I, don't know. I yeah. guess if you have to pick a place, that would be an awesome place to go. 
Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah it's a good safe space. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get a, you know, you get a tour. Yeah, if you got to fill up on gas, boom, right next door. Right next yeah, door. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> nice and easy. You can get a snack if you need to. Yeah. If you're hungry. So you know, like what? All right. Um, not in an erotic way, but like. Is there like food display? Like, do they serve food? There's a kitchen. There's like... Yeah, there's a kitchen. Okay. Um, they do have copa chain coffee. Sometimes there's alcohol that you can have if you want. I'm somebody that does not mix alcohol and uh, playing because, like I said, I usually do more heavy scenes and I like to be sober and alert of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's also a safety thing because if you're the alcohol that you have in your system. You know, it's you can injure yourself and not only injure yourself, and that's yeah. not a good thing um, when you're in that situation. And then the next day, you're like, "Oh, why does my body feel fucked up?" Oh, right, because I got beaten the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> and you weren't fully aware. Right, yeah. and you know, because in my opinion, you need to be sober to be aware of your limits, and you know, so everybody involved is safe and. You know, know your words, know how to communicate, and if you've been drinking too much, That's sometimes kind of you can't really communicate, um, like, you know, red, yellow, green. Right. You know, green is like, hey, everything is great, everything's okay, so going use colors mm-hmm. in terms of... Right, uh, yellow is smart. like, you know, I'm kind of like verging on, like, right. this is starting to be a bit too much for me. Red can either mean stop completely, or don't do that. Uh, again, you have to... Communicate everything beforehand, part of the safety of um, what red will mean to you. Okay. How's it handled when you're gagged? Again, that's that's where the verbal contract beforehand comes into okay, play. Okay, so there's some other signal or something Usually like that. Usually there is, yep, where, you know, if you're in the, if you are bound and you are gagged and they're going to ask you, are you okay? Or like, how are you feeling? Sometimes, you know, making a muffled sound means that you're okay um sometimes just a nod is good sometimes you know they make you like use your whole body to communicate and again that's something where you whenever you do a scene it's always safest and best to communicate what you are looking to get out of the experience beforehand and also what your hard limits are what is not okay uh, places that are not okay to touch, uh, toys that you don't like being used on you, so you would not like to be electrocuted. You would not. <laughs> that is a hard limit. That is not okay. Um, you know, and also other things where um, one of the biggest reasons why that's talked beforehand, like I said, is because once you're in the scene and the submissive is in that space, and sometimes the dom can be in that space. Um, it's about control and about making sure that everybody involved is okay. And, you know, if you're one of those that, you know, like, this is something that really turns you on and you want to have an orgasm, like, when you're doing the scene or, like, you want to, sex is okay, like, if you guys are really in the moment. That's something where you verbally talk about beforehand, not like things are going really well and, you know, the dom talks to some be like, hey, can I finger you now? Like, no, that's... That, that guy could actually be kicked out of the club. Oh, okay. Um, because it's taking advantage of somebody and when they're not in the right space. Are any of these people employees of this place, or is it all people who come Some in? of the staff um, are doms, and, you know, if you would like them to play with you and you would like to sub for them, 
or do a scene with them, then that's something where if they want to, again, verbal contract, getting to know each other, um, getting to know what the dom likes, getting to know what the sub likes, and if you're compatible and what will work. And, you know, like I'm somebody, when they ask, like, what do you like? I said, okay, I like thud. I don't like sting. And that means the type of impact that you're experiencing. So, um, have you guys ever been whipped with a Twizzler? Yeah. Well, That's stingy. Okay. All right. Like being whipped with a towel. That's stingy. Okay. Yeah. Whereas like being smacked, that's thuddy. You know? And so like there are different toys and implements that can do that sensation. Like canes are stingy. Paddles are thuddy. Big paddle person. Floggers. Fantastic. Um... Dragon tails, which are like this very long thing, uh, probably like a whip is the best way I can kind of create the analogy. That's stingy. But different levels of floggers and different levels of dragon tails can kind of venture into both worlds. So it's one of those where I experience what I like and what will create a great time for me. And the person can be like, oh, well, I like two stingy. It's like, great, you need to find somebody else. <laughs> mm. um, and so it's, uh, it's very interesting. Because um, there are some people that go there and meet somebody to play with. And that's where the question of the trust comes in. Mm. And so that's why, you know, sometimes doms are like, I've never played with you before. I don't know you. I don't, I'm not comfortable doing that with you. Let's have coffee. Let's talk. So you're not always bringing a partner with you. Sometimes you're just going and seeing who's there and who you can work with. Some people do. Uh, I'm somebody that's not like that. I have trust issues. Okay, um, so you'd rather know who you're, I, getting, yeah, who you're I, working with. I like to know the ball game before I get there. There have been multiple times where I go there by myself, and it's because I like to watch. And it's like, hey, I'm not here to see tonight. I'm here to hang out with my friends that are here, watch them play, and just like have a good time socializing, catching up. That's my night. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's just it's a form of relief. Some people like to go dancing, which I do. Uh, it's hard to find a good club though. I just just dance. Um, some people like to go to bars. Some people like to go to clubs. Everybody yeah. has their form of release, you know. Good That's times. Cool. All right. Very good times. See? <laughs> <laughs> Learned wow. so much. It's cause all because we painted erotic art. There you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you have any any plans for shows coming up? I don't. Um, no. No, <clears throat> just kind of <throat> relaxing a bit. I really liked taking the year off. So before we wrap up, um, tell folks where they could find your art um, online and stuff. Online right now, I have um, an artist page on Facebook, so you can find it at Marty Carr Artist on Facebook. And I have Instagram at the Lady Baird. Okay. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> right now, for now. I'm hoping to get a website up, but that's just work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So I just kind of look at it, and I'm like, oh, I'll do that eventually. But for now, just Facebook and Instagram. Okay, cool. This was a lot of fun, and I'm so glad you were able to do this. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> well, thanks See what you cut here. up. Yeah. <laughs> no, only only the boring stuff. All there the, yeah. There wasn't no, the, a lot the, of the boring. people in the world need to know that 
there was a BDSM <laughs> and that we were both topless at that. You could find this episode and more on all podcast apps, Spotify, and YouTube. Next week's going to be another good episode with another artist. Hope you'll be able to listen. If you can't listen, it's going to be there anyway, so it's not going anywhere. Either way, yeah, just check it out. You could find Marty Carr's artwork on Instagram at the Lady Baird. You could find Isaac Wilson's work on Instagram at when underscore in underscore zen. And you could find my work on Instagram at Albert Shivers or on Facebook under Albert Shivers Visual Artist. <laughs>